Satan will make you begin to think things and give up your dream and give up your vision and your prophetic word if you allow it. You have to see the right thing. See the right things. Don't look at the problems. Don't look at the difficulties. Don't look at the bills. Preacher, don't look at the people that walked out of your church or your ministry. You start looking at these things and other things that come against you. You'll find yourself in a cave. on the broadcast, we started a powerful message entitled, Come Out of the Cave. On the broadcast today, we're going to take you into part two, or I'm going to continue with this prophetic word, Come Out of the Cave. I am so excited you are a part of the broadcast. This is Prophet Bobby Hogan. Our kingdom family is growing. Our kingdom family, so many people throughout America and even outside of America, has connected with us since we began on television. Do you know you can like me on Facebook at Bobby Hogan Ministries? Why don't you do that? Also, I want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Bobby Hogan Ministries. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Watch services live. You'll be so blessed. And also, you can follow me at Twitter at Prophet B. Hogan. Prophet B. Hogan. Take advantage of these opportunities. I want to get right into the continuation of this word, come out of the cave. Some of you are in a cave. I am your prophet right now speaking to people all over this nation and the world. Some of you are in a cave, a cave of depression. Depression is real. This is going to be such a powerful broadcast. Do not leave early. Stay right where you are. So many people are in a cave of depression, a cave of oppression, because of something that happened in their life. Maybe a divorce, maybe bankruptcy, lack of finances, pain in their body. Something has drove them into a cave of depression or oppression. Maybe it's just a spiritual attack. Others are in Many different caves, caves of loneliness, and I could go on and on, uh, caves of discouragement, a cave of discouragement. So many people have found themselves in some type of cave because of something that has happened or because of a demonic attack. In the Word of God, 1 Kings 19, verse 9, I read it to you last week, and it came to pass, Elijah went into a cave and lodged there. He was going to stay for a while. He had had enough. He went into the cave and lodged there. But notice what it says. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. When the word of God comes to you, things change. And the word of God is coming to you right now through me. 90% of what God speaks to most Christians, in fact, more than 90%, he will speak it to them through another person. Many times, one of the five foe, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, or evangelist. I first heard that. I thought, oh, I don't know about that. But then I got to thinking, it is true. Most people, what God speaks to them, he will speak to them through another person. I'm speaking to you, but God is speaking to you through me. I am his 
servant. I am his vessel. Notice the word of God came to him. When the word of God comes, things begin to change. And God asked him, what are you doing here? As I shared last week, Elijah was God's man of faith and power. The man of the hour. A man who had power. Prayed and fire fell from heaven. A man that said it won't rain except I speak and the heavens withhold rain. A man that prays a 63-word prayer. And as I said, the fire falls. Then he slays the false prophets. God had called him to bring revival to Israel because Israel had backslid. And now all these things happens that God used him in calling fire from heaven, all the other things, heavens withholding the rain, slaying the false prophets. Israel don't turn to God. Elijah is discouraged and he runs. And he finds himself in 1 Kings 19 verse 9 in a cave. I want to share with you on this broadcast. Last week we shared about how he got in the cave to a degree. But we're going to share some steps that Elijah took that led him to the cave. He didn't just show up in the cave. He didn't just show up in this cave. There was things he did that caused him to find himself in this cave, discouraged, down, thinking everything was over. I want you to notice verse 3 and 4. The Bible says, When Elijah saw, when he saw that, he arose, run for his life, went to Bathsheba, and left his servant, and went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a Jennifer tree and prayed that he might die. And he said, it is enough, take my life. Jezebel threatened him. May I repeat to you, Jezebel, the woman is dead, but that spirit is still alive. Spirits in the church, spirits in marriages many times, on people's jobs. When Jezebel threatened him, I want you to notice something. You may have never noticed this before. When she threatened him, he saw himself dying at her hands. The Bible says, notice this. When Elijah saw that, the messengers told him, Jezebel's going to kill you. But the Bible says, don't even say he heard it. It says, when he saw that, I feel an anointing. He saw himself dying at the hands of Jezebel. You have to watch what you see. What you see will affect you. What you see will determine how you approach things. It will determine if you're going to win or lose. It will determine if you're going to survive or you're going to conquer. You have to see things in the right perception, the right way. You can't see things wrong. Instead of seeing revival coming to Israel, instead of seeing God fulfill the destiny that he had on his life, Elijah saw himself dying at the hands of this wicked woman. When you are under a spiritual attack, 
and I am your prophet. I am speaking to people all over this nation and the world that is under a spiritual attack, a demonic backlash, spiritual warfare. One of the hardest things to go through is those spiritual attacks, demonic backlash, when all hell is coming against you. And when you're under that spiritual attack, one of the hardest things to do is keep your eyes on your vision. Keep your eyes on your dream. One of the easiest things to do is to forget what God has promised you. Forget what God has showed you. Begin to think things and give up your dream and give up your vision and your prophetic word if you allow it. You have to see the right thing. See the right things. Don't look at the problems. Don't look at the difficulties. Don't look at the bills. Preacher, don't look at the people that walked out of your church or your ministry. You start looking at these things and other things that come against you. You'll find yourself in a cave. Elijah saw. Don't say he heard what the messenger said. He saw. He saw himself dying at the hands of Jezebel. And he run. The first thing Elijah did wrong. Notice this. He began to see the wrong things. He lost focus. Number two, he fell victim to his emotions. You know, I'm sure after he caught fire from heaven and slew the false prophets, his emotions was high. His spiritual uh, walk was high. He had seen great victories, but after Israel did not turn to God, all of a sudden things go in reverse, and now his emotions are taken over in the negative sense. Let me tell you, you cannot allow your emotions to control you. You'll be up one day, down one day. You'll be on the mountain one day, the valley one day. You'll be on shouting ground one day and crying territory the next day. I don't know what you're going through, but God's Word don't change because of what you're going through. God's word doesn't change with your emotions. I don't care how much you talk in tongues, how much you have faith. I don't care how much the word you know. You are still in a natural body and you have emotions. And those emotions will drive you crazy. They'll drive you crazy in relationships. They'll drive you crazy in ministry. You cannot give in to your emotions. The second mistake Elijah made he let his emotions, he let his emotions, he fell victim to his emotions. And in that moment of being down, he run. The third thing, oh, this is so powerful. The third thing Elijah did wrong, he drew back from his assignment. God had called him to bring revival to Israel. And when Israel did not respond and turn back to God after he caused fire from heaven. After, after he slays the false prophets of Baal. 
all of a sudden, he's discouraged and he draws back from his assignment. He's probably thinking, well, they did not turn to God. After all this, they'll never turn to God. And he quit prophesying. He quit doing what he was called to do. He was called to bring revival to Israel. Now he quit even trying. I don't know what you're called to do. I do know there's people listening to me who are called to preach, teach, prophesy, exhort. There's prophets, apostles, teachers, evangelists. There's people listening to me right now in the fivefold, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers that are going through tremendous spiritual warfare. And the enemy will try to tell you and convince you to draw back from your assignment. Sometimes people will try to convince you to draw back from your assignment because of what you're going through. And there we go again. Your emotions will arise and you'll begin to feel like drawing back from your assignment. Never draw back from your assignment no matter what you're going through. No matter how great of a demonic attack you're under, continue doing what God called you to do. The call of God is without repentance. When I went through the attack that I went through many years ago, I shared it last week, nine months of fighting hell. I wasn't fighting people. I was fighting demonic spirits. I did not quit preaching. I continued to preach. I didn't even take six weeks vacation to just get away and try to get things back in order. My help was in the Lord. The only relief I got, the only time I felt God for nine months was when I was doing what I was called to do, preaching and prophesying. Don't draw back from your assignment. Well, I'm sick. How am I going to preach healing? You preach healing because the Word tells us that He's a healer. Well, I'm going through a financial struggle. How can I preach prosperity? You preach prosperity because the Bible says God's will is that we prosper. God's Word don't change with your situation or my situation. If you're called to teach children, sing in the choir, you're called to be a prayer warrior, and you're under the most demonic attack you've ever been under, don't say, I'm going to quit singing the choir. Don't say, I'm going to quit teaching children. Don't say, I'm going to quit the prayer ministry. You remain faithful. There's a reward for the faithful. Satan wants you to draw back from your assignment. If Elijah would not have drawn back from his assignment, he would have kept on confronting the powers of darkness of that day, trying to bring Israel to revival, he would have never found himself in the cave. You listen to me. I'm talking to some men of God, women of God right now, some kingdom family. Some of you already withdrawn from your assignment. Get back. Do what you're called to do. It's not only about you. Other people, they need you. Some of you are just thinking about me, me, me. What about your children, your grandchildren, people on the street, people that will hear you preach, people that will hear you sing people that you can reach through your prayer ministry. Get back to doing what God called you to do. Number four, 
He isolated himself. The Bible says he left his servant and went on. Never isolate yourself when you're under a spiritual attack. Two is better than one. I will say to you, watch who you have in your circle, especially when you're under a demonic attack. You don't need carnal-minded people. You don't need people that don't know how to fight the powers of darkness. You don't need people in your world that tolerate you and not celebrate you. You don't need people in your world that really don't want you to make it. You need people in your world that are strong, know how to pray, know the weapons that God has given us that are strong, mighty. But never isolate yourself when you are in a moment of discouragement under a spiritual attack. Elijah made a mistake when he isolated himself. The word isolation means he disconnected. Stay connected to God's kingdom family. Stay connected to the pastor God has put in your life. Stay connected to the prophet of God who can speak one word as I am speaking right now and everything can change. It's easy. See, sometimes when you're going through something, you don't want to be around people. You don't want to go to church and them say, well, what's wrong with you? Where was you at last Sunday? Well, what, why ain't you shouting today? Why ain't you got your hands up? You don't want to hear that. You'd rather somebody say it's going to be okay. You're going to come through this. But church people sometimes don't have much wisdom. There's some church folks, they just don't have much wisdom. So sometimes you may not want to be around people, but you must be around the right people. Ignore those foolish church folks. Get with God's kingdom people. They'll encourage you, but don't isolate yourself. And then last of all, I want you to hear me. The Bible tells us he sat down. 1 Kings 19.4 He went a day's journey into the wilderness and sat down. Once he sat down, he became depressed. Once he sat down, he began to pray to die. He never prayed that until he sat down. He progressed to this place that he got at where he was in the cave. Number one, he began to see the wrong things. Number two, he drew back from his assignment. Number three, he fell victim to his emotions. Number four, he isolated himself. And number five, last of all, he sat down. When he sat down, he became depressed and began to pray to die. Oh my, hear God's prophet, God's man of faith and power. Finds himself in a place I'm sure he thought he would never have found himself. And some of you, I, I, I see it, I see it, I see it. So, oh my. Woo. Some of you right now, I'm talking to ministers, but not only ministers, I'm talking to some of God's wonderful family. You would never have dreamed a year ago, six months ago, some of you three months ago, that you would be in the place you are right now discouraged, feeling like giving up, some of you praying to die. You would never have believed it. Elijah would have never believed it, I'm sure, after he called fire from heaven, slew the false prophets, that he would find himself now in a cave, already praying to die. Some of you are in a place you never meant to be. You never thought you would be there. 
You thought you was going to succeed and excel at what God called you to do. But you're in a place now of discouragement, place of depression, oppression, place where it would be very easy to say, Lord, let me die. Some of you even prayed that. But I'm going to prophesy right now. Hallelujah. I prophesy. See, I want you to get this word in your spirit. You may get around the word, and it may not drive you out of the cave. But if the word gets in you, you're coming out of the cave. If the word gets in you, you'll rise above any circumstance. Let this word get into you. And I prophesy right now that God is not through with you. You have run. Some of you are discouraged. You are discouraged. You said, God, if something don't happen, I'm just going to give up. Others of you said, I'll never give up serving God, but I'm just not going to do. I've been hurt. I've been done wrong. Oh, everybody has. I have. You get, some of you, I want you to know when God raises you up, if you can't handle what you're going through now and you're not raised up yet, it's probably why you're not raised up. With blessings come persecution. Some of you have been done wrong. You've been done wrong by a husband, a wife, a friend, church family, church member, pastor, a prophet, somebody on your job. You're in that cave. The Word of God came to Elijah. The Word of God's coming to you. Get up. Get out of that cave. When Elijah got out of that cave, he did three great things. Listen to this. God told him, he said, I want you to get up. He said, I'm not through with you. Go anoint. Hazem, king over Syria, Jehu, king over Israel, and Elisha to be a prophet. And Elisha was the one that took Elijah's mantle and had twice as many miracles. God's not through with you. Your greatest is ahead, but you must get out of the cave. Hear the word of God. Let the word get in you. The greater glory is coming. Your greatest days are coming. But you must get out of the cave. Some great events, just like for Elijah, some great things are getting ready to happen, but they will not happen till you come out of the cave. Somebody said you're screaming. Well, I feel it so strong. I know I'm emotional sometimes when I preach, and I preach with a zeal and a fire, but I feel it right now. You're fighting everything. You're fighting so much. Satan's trying so hard. But I'm saying come out of the cave. Out in Jesus' name. Out. Come on. Rise up. The prophetic sign jumped to your feet. Just walk around the room. You're in a car watching. I don't know where you are. If you can, just start walking. It's a prophetic sign. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Glory to God. We got people waiting to pray for you minister to you, you go to that phone, call that number right now, you tell them, you tell the operator, you tell Prophet Hogan, he preached to me. I received the word. Oh, hallelujah. You let my ministry office know so I can know that you received from the broadcast this prophetic word. I want to ask you to sow into the ministry. I felt to just offer something to you. It costs so much to be on television. We really want to expand. 
for your seed of $100 or more, 100 or more, I want to send you the beautiful Jehovah Rapha prayer shawl. Has Jehovah Rapha on it, has healing scriptures around it, all on it. Wrap it when you're sick, wrap it when you're not feeling good, pray with it. You'll love the Jehovah Rapha prayer shawl. Lily of the Valley anointing oil. We order this anointing oil from a Holy Land company and I know you will love this special anointing oil. And my latest little book, Turning Your Story of Pain into a Story of Triumph. Autographed by myself. I'll write you a little message in there. For your seat of 100 or more, I want to send you these three gifts. You sow into the prophetic anointing on my life and ministry, and I'm going to sow back to you these three wonderful gifts. For your seed of any size, any size of a seed that you sow, I want to send you my book, my brand new book, just a few weeks ago come out, Turning Your Story of Pain into a Story of Triumph. Your seed will help us continue reaching people all over America and the world, and your seed will get you a harvest. It's impossible to sow into the prophetic anointing upon my life and ministry and not receive a blessing. You sow into the prophetic, you can get a prophet's reward. Go to the phone right now. Go to the website. Write me a letter. All the information's on the screen. Take advantage of this moment. Let me know you've been blessed. Call for prayer. Call for prayer. Call for somebody right now will help you that need to get out of the cave. They'll minister to you. My time has come and gone. Kingdom family, I love you. So glad God connected us. Till next week, the same time, this is your trusted prophetic voice. I'm not saying come out of the cave. I'm saying you're out of the cave and you're not going back in. God bless you. This is Prophet Bobby Hogan. We got a very special offer we're going to offer you today, our television family. To all of you that believe in the prophetic anointing upon my life and ministry enough to sow a seed of $1,000 and simply request the prophet's package, I want you to listen to what we're going to sow back into your life. The five-part CD series, Faith, the Currency of Heaven, Your Faith Will Soar, as you hear me preaching on faith. The beautiful, beautiful line of Judah prayer scarf. Wrap it around you when you go into prayer. We're going to send you also the precious treasures and all three anointing oils, the rose of Sharon, myrrh, and frankincense in a beautiful box. The olive wood communion set includes two olive wood communion cups, the plate, communion bread, and the grape juice. We're also going to send you, I love this, brand new first time to offer our television audience, the Isaiah 53.5 frame parchment. Frame genuine wine parchment, the ancient writing material used for recording many of the original biblical texts, Isaiah 53.5 in Hebrew and in English. And last of all, one of the most requested things we have had in a season of our ministry, the Aramaic Bible. Did you know this is the most correct translation or correct biblical writings you will find? The New Testament was wrote in Aramaic, some of the Old Testament. It's real close to Hebrew. 
You, the Bible will come alive. We're going to send you all these gifts for your seed of $1,000 and request the profits package. The phone number, the address, the website is on the screen. Take advantage of this. When you sow into the prophetic, get ready for a profits reward.